0: Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it is hip to be square. Rank it up to 11 because we have a special one for you today, Normies. We're going back in time all the way to the 1980s. Things are about to get turned upside down as we talk stranger things for here on Normies Like Us. If I play, do I get one of those cool (laughs) t-shirts? Yes. Always the goddamn babysitter.
1: So do Eskimos like, still live in igloos? Who is this? 86, baby. You
0: can't get back through Watergate?
1: How's Watergate?
0: Because it's in water and it's a gate.
1: Oh, that's cute. Oh, um, right. no. You heard it up top. And that's right. You're not hearing Colin bringing us in because he's uh, he's on the other side of the Watergate. We're going to do our best to get him back this episode because we're talking Stranger Things season four. Uh, you know, Netflix is a big hit show. Uh, we're very excited about that. And we're going to be your hosts. This is uh, the Mike Flair, uh, gu- Gulag
0: Joe. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Uh, and this is the, uh, this is Jake-na. Jake. Jake. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Not- <laughs> Let me see your left hand real quick. It seems a little sus. Right. But, um, yeah, we're talking Stranger Things Season 4. Um, Joe brought up off-pod, and it's pretty interesting. The last time we talked about this show was in 2019. Mm. Obviously, some things have happened between 2019 and 22. No, I don't you know, think the so. The world's kind of a different place, but uh, it kind of affected the production of this, too. But generally, how, how do you guys feel knowing... <laughs> world we live in now compared to before and you know how about, uh think about how the, the Russian is stuff gone?
0: like was supposed to hit. You know what I mean? Like
1: Yeah, yeah. That
0: was supposed to be the thing that was like, oh this is super topical, not like the warning we ended up getting attached to it.
1: Well they had the Russians right, in right. season three too. That's right. what we're saying, but yeah. so now the context of which things have shifted in ways that maybe could be expected, yeah. so it's, it's kind of fascinating, but again, this, um without getting into it, we'll, we'll get to the review proper, it's going to be full spoilers on season four, but you know, a um, lot of delays with this, um, but we finally got it, um, you know, due to COVID and, you know, having to space out all the shooting, they started, they stopped, they started again, so uh, finally we're here, but, um, you know not not only uh, the production went through a lot so did all of society so uh, <laughs> we're excited to see how hawkins and society was in the show the other season four um and i think we should just jump into it i mean yeah you know we're running out of time anyway Vecna's getting closer and closer every second so let's just uh, go through one of these water gates to see what we can figure out and Stranger things there we go season four back. We're in the Upside Down. Uh, we are going to be talking Stranger Things Season 4, like we said, full spoilers. So, you know, if you haven't seen it or if you don't care, then, you know, you've been warned. But before we do that, uh, Jacob, can you bring us up to speed on kind of briefly the first four the first three seasons leading into this uh, first part, I guess, of Season 4?
2: Yeah. I mean, if you're like me and you forget everything that happened in previous seasons before you watch this season, uh, it's good to have a little <laughs> recap. Uh, but obviously, you know, in Season 1, you have... The uh, four original uh, kids: Mike, Will, uh, Dustin, and Lucas. Lucas, uh, Lucas. And you have Eleven, who is the the girl that from the uh, you know facility with powers. So Eleven breaks out. Uh, you have the Upside Down, obviously. The uh, Demogorgon is sort of the big bad of that season, uh, mm-hmm. and in the end, you have uh, Eleven kind of saving the day. Then season two, you kind of have more upside down, more Demogorgon will still possessed by the, uh, upside down. Right. And this uh, is like
1: Halloween, right? That one. Yeah, yeah, Halloween wearing the Ghostbuster, Ghostbuster costumes. Oh, uh, the Ghostbusters. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: I think, yeah. Season one was Christmas. Season two was Halloween. Season three was mm-hmm. July 4th. And now season four yep. is spring break, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. But season two, I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Season three, then you have obviously the mall, uh, the Soviets, the Russians, are under working yeah. in a secret uh, <laughs> facility under the uh, mall. It was built beneath the mall. Yeah, yeah. and they're trying <laughs> to sense. you know make a portal to the upside down. Then you have the mind Flayer and everything, uh, and you have the giant meat monster of people that is you know evolving. And you have uh, Max's mm-hmm. brother Billy as kind of the new vessel for the the mind Flayer or whatever. Uh, and then you know eleven saves a day again, right? Yeah. And then yeah. that leads and to season four. And then she loses her powers at the end of season three. Her and uh Will and Will's Will's family, the buyers, they move away to California and Hopper is transported through the portal to Russia, where he is now in a secret Russian
0: prison. Right? So that's where right. we are like that's in a- the show. I think like culturally it's important or like you know, Stranger Things, mm. when it season one, everybody adored it. It was the big surprise smash hit. Season two, the train was still rolling. Season mm. three, it, it, it became so cool to hate Stranger Things so fast. Like, mm-hmm. it, it came out mm. I like and season by three. the end of Fourth of July weekend. It was no longer cool to be into uh, Stranger yeah, Things for
1: some reason. I remember that trend. Yeah. And for, then it for was, me it you was know, like
0: dormant.
2: Yeah, for me, it was like season one was really good. Season two was like more of the same. Like they didn't really know how they wanted to follow it up. Season three, I thought was better than season two because they were trying something different. And now season four, I think the best season since season one. uh, And they're really trying something different. And I think it's working, right? Yeah, I mean, I think
0: it's funny, though. Get it out there, like right right out of the gate. You know, like I felt like it was well worth the wait. I was super into the season overall.
2: Yeah. I mean, long episodes, yeah. long wait for the new season, but it was worth it. I think this season's been really good so far. What are your guys' like first impressions so far?
1: Well, I do think it's funny. Like Joe said, it was kind of trendy to be like, oh, season three, Stranger Things has lost it. Then mm. it's 2019. And then after this long wait, like everyone's so ready to like embrace it again. And it is, I think, of a higher quality, just objectively, season four. Um, and... You Know, I mean, season two had Chicago, so I was like, Right, that's already the Chicago X Men, my favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that they, they was like a backdoor pilot. Um, but it's cool to see that not only are they like back and like firing on mostly all cylinders, in my opinion, but it's also something different than the other seasons. So, like, it's treading new ground and like landing pretty much everything it's attempting, in, in my opinion.
2: Right, well, I was, I was saying this a little bit off pod, but I kind of feel like The show, it's become sort of an anthology, like a horror anthology, but it's just, it's starring the same characters, but different things are Mm kind of happening. So season three, they had the mall, uh, and that was supposed to sort of represent like consumerism of the eighties and stuff as like the monster. And then I think that kind of tied into their, their big monster that they had in that season. And now this season, they kind of have, they have Vecna who's like haunting people with past trauma and Mm -hmm. they're doing some like interesting things with that. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's you know different approach to the horror. They're like the boxcar kids of yeah. Of no, I was watching terrible I, I, nightmare scenarios. <laughs> they reminded
2: me of the Buffy gang now because there's they've seen it all oh, now. They know yeah. exactly what to do. They're like little detectives, so they're going around with their Scooby gang, just figuring shit out that the police can't do. And they've seen so much like supernatural shit that they're not like really phased by it. And they just really reminded me of the, the Scooby gang from Buffy.
0: I mean, they even say that a handful of times to you know new fan favorite eddie they're like hey uh this used to be a lot easier when we had that girl with superpowers who would just like you know come in and save the day i think what what they've done now that i really love is it's you know it started and it was like oh it's just kind of like an homage to like stephen king or like you know that and it's steven spielberg the the two
1: stevens maybe yeah yeah and it it was just like
0: set in the 80s And then I feel like they got really, like, in their heads about, like, okay, it's 80s, so everything will be, like, 80s tropes and stuff like that. I feel like in season four, they were like, oh, but it's a horror show. Let's pull all the horror tropes in there. And, like, things that, like, normally, like, logic leaps I wouldn't want to take. Like, you know, a a high school jock leading the town in a, in a, a manhunt, like...
1: Yeah, it works for me. Evil dies tonight. Yeah, yeah it it's, works for me yeah. in this
0: context because it has that slasher energy to it. It's not oh these are just eighties tropes and that's fun. It's oh these are horror tropes and I love them all.
2: Big, yes, like, it's Fear Street yeah, it's definitely energy. Totally, mm. and he even has Sadie Sink who is in Fear Street. Uh, I totally agree with you, Joe. I feel like. Um, Stranger Things to me has always felt like it's its not set in the real 1980s, it's set in like a heightened version of the 1980s from 80s movies, so everything but is a trope in
1: the movies. Yeah, <laughs>
2: everything's a little more heightened, like that's why the, the Soviets are portrayed so kind of you know, uh, over the top because that's how they were portrayed in 80s movies in America, right? And so it's kind of like they live in an 80s movie land where everything is a trope, but they are getting back into that horror tinge uh, the mystery of, you know, what's going on with Vecna, I thought was really interesting in the first couple episodes and, uh, it was a great hook for the season. I thought
0: uh, the runtime didn't bother me once. Like that was the one thing about this uh, season going into it is they said, you know, we, we knew it was going to be the supersized episodes. So we had, um, most of the season up front and the shortest runtime on any episode is one minute and, or, uh, an hour and six minutes. That's like the shortest <laughs> Um,
1: right. mm-hmm. And then
0: we're going to get two mega supersized episodes at the uh, 4th of July weekend again, ironically. Uh, yes. The, the oh, last wow. episode of which is going to be two hours and 19 minutes. So, like, we had this, this knowledge that these are going to be these mega episodes. And I feel like everybody was a little apprehensive about that. I mean, like, I was not really rooting for episodes of television that were 122 minutes. But... No. Uh, Man, I would have watched more, like, I'll tell you, well, I think like, the, like, it yeah. did not
2: bother me at all. I think the length mm-hmm. is justified because there's so many characters now, there's so many storylines going on, and not all of the storylines are as interesting as others, but that's what I was kind of struck by with this season. The ensemble is so big now, like, they introduce new kids, new adults, like, all these new characters over the seasons, and you've got this great stable of, like, kids now, Uh and of course, you need a lot of time with the different subplots. You've got Hopper in Russia. You've got uh, Will and Mike and Jonathan driving around America or whatever they're doing. Uh, and I our think the guy. Best, <laughs> right. yeah, the best storyline to me, obviously, is the Hawkins stuff. Right? That's the, kind of the main crux of this season. And then you have mm-hmm. uh, Eleven, obviously, doing you know doing her thing. Um, but I wanted to talk about the, the uh, my take on the release, right? So I wanted to ask you guys, how did you watch this show? Because I did not binge it. I watched like one episode a night uh, for like seven nights. Because I, and I know maybe some that
0: you guys binged it, right? I did it over a weekend, so I did about yeah. three episodes a night. But that's because it was like, man, I was I was into it. Like I did not want to stop when it was right. over. I was like really bummed.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, I was bummed as well. <laughs>
2: yeah, well, here's my take on the Netflix style of just dropping the whole season, or in this case, dropping seven episodes and then dropping two more in a month. Um, right. I kind of don't like that. I kind of feel like this show would have had a bigger cultural impact, even this season would, if it was spaced out week to week, like like Obi-Wan or something like that. Like. Can you imagine if if this season came out week to weeks with some of the cliffhangers that have been in this season? People would be talking about it more than Obi Wan, I think. But because they released everything so quick, it's like you watch it in a weekend and it's done. And that's why I feel like it feels so fleeting. And it's like that every season, I think.
0: I think that might be one of its biggest problems. Is just the Netflix style. A thousand percent right, Jacob. Because like, like I said, you know, in two thousand nineteen, like I remember watching. The season and being like, oh, man, I like this. I like Stranger Things. I went to, like, the fucking ice cream pop-up. Like, I was scoops yeah. ahoy. Like, oh, I was 1,000% wow, yeah. in. And then, like, by the Tuesday, we went back to work after the 4th of July weekend. It was like, by the way, Stranger Things is the lamest thing that's ever happened. Nobody
1: ever liked it. I was like, oh, <laughs> Well, I kind of felt, you know... (laughs) It's just derivative. Yeah, Yeah. season
2: three, when I was watching it, I did enjoy it. But then it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind. As soon as I was done watching it in a weekend, I kind of forgot about it. And I just feel like Netflix does this a lot with their shows. And, you know, HBO, they space them out. You know, Disney, obviously, with Obi-Wan. Like, people want to have that... Like, you want to have that water cooler show that you can talk about with your friends that you've been watching week to week. And it just feels like it's a missed opportunity. And... They kind of did that with, with releasing two in a month. There's kind of a month where you can be like, oh, man, what's going to happen? Um, but it's just like, why not just release it weekly?
1: You yeah, know? yeah. And I mean, Netflix, you know, I'm the person who I did end up binging this. I watched That's first episode. I was nothing against like, binging either. Right. No, no, I'm just trying to make the argument. Yeah. I'm agreeing with you in a roundabout way. It's, um, you know, I watched the first episode and I'm like, I'm watching all of these. I happened to order a extra large pizza from Domino's and they had the mind ordering. I didn't use the mind ordering, but I just happened to go to the corporate tie-in. Wow. And um, you were talking about how like this fake version of the 80s, you know, it's like, yeah, when they have, you know, Coca-Cola and Domino's, it's like, that's what they had in E.T. So that was our fake version of the 80s, right, that, right. you know. Became real. So we're seeing that back, but I watched the whole thing eating that pizza in one, in one go, like eight, nine hours straight, right? Wow. And then I, I loved it. But again, as soon as it was over, it's, I told Joe before the pod, like, I'm looking at this as a whole thing, not episode one, two, three, four, five, because I only experienced it in one chunk. And it does kind of get away from you when you watch it exactly. that way. I, I agree with you 100%. And that's, that's
2: kind of how I watched season three. I remember binging that season and enjoying it while it was on. But this, this time, Uh, I, you know, I spaced them out a little bit, you know, I'd watch one a night it only came out a week ago. I had to finish the season by today so we could talk about it. So I, I was even going to space it out more and just take it in as I, as I could. But I really think it worked better that way because this show does like every episode of this season is like a cliffhanger or like some kind of big Mm -hmm. moment. Right. Um, and you have season, you know, episode four, the, the max, the big max moment, right? That's a, su- imagine if yeah. you had a week to kind of like sit on that for a week, you know, and just yeah. like let it soak in. Like, I think it would be so much more impactful.
1: Some of the other plot points too, like did L or massacre or not, right. you know, and we're just getting the answers right away. You know, like you don't have to wait for, you just get your egos and you get to eat them. Yeah. You know? And of course you have the um, biggest kind of cliffhanger reveal at the end of season uh, episode seven
2: and now we we wait a month to see the conclusion of this season right
1: yeah but you could have had a weekly conversation yeah. as you're saying that people will have about obi-wan or you'll get the review yeah. cycle of strange new worlds every week like stranger things you'll get one weekend of everybody who watched it in one go yeah and then
2: and death, i kind of feel like netflix silence.
1: decided years ago like oh the
2: The weekly model is dead. We're only doing, we're going to drop everything all at once, all the time. And I think it works for some projects, like The Witcher, sure. But like, I don't know, for Stranger Things, I think it would have a bigger cultural impact if it was a weekly release. That's my take.
0: And you would think too, like, that they would have like learned that lesson because remember how smart it was last year and how excited we were, where it was like, Fear Street was one movie, you know, a week for a month. And it was like, oh, that was like every... Friday, I had something to look forward to. Like you think they would have learned at least the well, they popcorn sort of kind of, element with it.
2: Yeah. And it seems like they half wanted to do that with the final two episodes coming out in a month, but then why release seven at a time? Like why not release like two a week or something like that? Like release the first two episodes, get us hooked, release next two, something like that. I don't know. It's just I think weird I, strategy.
0: Well, A counterpoint. If we didn't wait three years, I could see them maybe experimenting with that. But yeah, that's you know, we had to wait, mm-hmm. you know, there'd be dudes like making podcasts like we are right now, but being like, you know, the first three seasons, I didn't have to wait at all. I could just watch it all in one go. And, mm-hmm.
1: you, know, right. you know what I mean? So, I got to watch 10 other shows this week. You know, I like to watch it all in one go. Yeah. I would have something to say. Yeah, but, uh, you know, Netflix greener. also kind of created, I mean, they created the streaming model and like the binging thing. That's a Netflix thing, right. you know. But now that people have more variety in streaming services, I think your average at home viewer you know kind of also can get into a weekly release show and maybe there's a reason their uh, their numbers are slipping right yeah but, and
2: we keep talking about how much yeah. good shows they're on right now with like obi-wan strange new worlds the boys just a came competition. back the yeah well, and think about back. the
0: you know what what the boys does where it was we got the first three episodes of the season out front and now you have to wait week to week and like i yeah. did Probably i watched was a the, double. I those i watched those in one night you know and I think that would
2: have made perfect sense actually for Stranger Things to have three episodes. The third episode ends with Max realizing she's next on Vecma's, you know, list. That would have been a great cliffhanger, I think.
1: And then you have to yeah. wait. Yeah. But Yeah. You know. I think that's a good point. But um so so besides the discussion of is the streaming model yeah. for it appropriate, let's, let's jump get into, into the content yes. of it for sure. So we're gonna talk right after this. The, uh, the the Vecna, now all. Let's get into Dark Wizards and that. Tick-tock. Yeah. Keep running up that hill. <laughs> that's the clock.
0: Yeah, I mean, it does, like, unfortunately, feel like that's going to be the show's legacy. It's like... Yeah, everyone liked it for uh, two weekends of the summer, and Kate Bush trended on TikTok for six months. I feel like that's going to be the takeaway.
1: Yeah, that's
0: that's all the
2: Gen Z found out about Kate
1: Bush. Well, that song made it into into the top like ten music videos on YouTube at some point too. Let's talk about it. We are right now because we're back, baby. We just talked about it. (laughs) (laughs) We can elaborate. Kate Bush. Yeah, Kate Bush.
2: Um, Don't want to be a hipster about it, but. I've been a big Kate Bush fan for a long time, and now all the fucking kids are going to find out about her. And so maybe I am a little bit of a hipster about it, but maybe it's not, about time. Assuming. You know, the kids need to learn about Kate Bush. You know, no, it's a good yeah. way to find. You know, it's important. However, you find good music is valid. I'm not. You know, not saying, saying that he, at all. I but, it uh, first, yeah,
1: yeah. You know, I it's was there important first. That you know that I. I, I <laughs> no, no Kate Bush is great. I, great that air, yeah. a
2: bigger audience. Od- it's great that a bigger audience is discovering her, and I'm great that she's getting some play. Uh, yeah. The, song is a banger. the first
0: time I heard that song, it was a it was in Kate Bush. It was a cover, and it was in a 2010 WrestleMania promo for Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker.
1: Wow!
0: So, the, the, uh, wow, that's uh,
1: Those, WrestleMania 25 or something, right? The big, the big like let's yeah, use a Kate Bush cover.
0: It was a, Yeah, it was like a sad boy cover of Running Up That Hill. And it was like That's you know, two, two geriatric wrestlers <laughs> having yeah. a super
1: kick party. <laughs> and right. Incredible.
0: Well,
2: you know, Normies, if you like Running Up That Hill, check out some other Kate Bush songs. That's not her only good song. <laughs> uh, and she's a very great uh, musician. Mothering yeah. Heights. Yeah, check it out. Oh, cool. Um, but let me ask you this, guys. Yeah. Let's get into Vecna. Yes. What did you think of Vecna and the reveal of Vecna? We're going to get a little bit into spoilers,
1: right? Yeah. Um, did you guys but know? Reveal- well, real quick. Everyone knows yeah. that this is heavily based on D&D. You know, Stranger Things made D&D huge again. Big popular thing. You know, I, I, I was unfamiliar with Demogorgons before, even though I played D&D. But I do know who Vecna Mind was. Mind you guys know? I knew about Mind Flayers. Do so you guys oh, have yes. any idea who Vecna was in the world of D&D? outside of
2: I did not I know I know what mind flayers are obviously Mm -hmm. um but no I do not know who Vecma is but I do like how the kids always just name them like they use D&D to reference things and it just becomes that name Yeah. yeah
1: Yeah. so so yeah I, I knew enough so that Vecna is known to have this crazy claw left hand and is an evil wizard mm. and, and Joe Manganiello's character from Critical Role secretly stole the hand of Vecna at the end of the campaign it was like a really oh, wow. epic moment that, and a betrayal of his comrades so I knew about uh, Vecna and Vecna's hand so that is I kind of cool. had I like the uh, you know illusion of this clawed finger it's like okay they're playing with some of the D- D&D illusions while making it its own thing but anyway and I like and that they, the first they just used like- the the real yeah Mm.
0: it it was just the first time we had like a real humanoid you know what i mean like we've had all these different types of monsters we've had surrogates but we haven't had like a real i am on the other side uh creature and i think the way they approached it he can talk to you
1: learning about how that even happened who is this being is it's really fascinating this season yeah
2: yeah, I always liked how the the kids would use D and D terms to relate to things in the upside down, and then they just that became their name. Like the like his name's not really Vecna, Vecna, no. obviously. But uh, <laughs> uh, and then obviously in season episode, I keep saying season hmm. instead of episode, episode seven, which I just finished earlier today. We get the reveal of Eleven's been having these flashbacks. Uh, she's trying to get her powers back, obviously. Uh, and apparently, if if you have some kind of painful or m- memory that makes you angry in your past, you can use that to strengthen your power. The right? dark
1: side of the <laughs> Like basically, you yeah. know.
2: That's right. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, but yes, we find out right. that she meets a dark side
1: user. Right. <laughs> he's he's yeah. manipulating. It's, it's her. It's
2: this orderly in the in the hospital, right, or the facility that she was in. We don't really know what's going on for a long time. He's like being nice to her. Then we find out he's kind of tricked her into getting the implant out of him. That's like keeping him under control. He is secretly number one, number one, right? The first <laughs> number one, <laughs> uh, the first child that Matthew Modine, Dr. Brenner brought in mm-hmm. to do experiments on or whatever. And he's super powerful and also evil, I guess. And he is Victor Creel's son, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, so what they caused did is that, they took, yeah, a you double know, mystery. they took,
0: yeah, they took them both and they tied them together elegantly. Like, They've never had yeah. to do this before. It feels more Stephen Kingian than anything they've done before. Yeah, I-, I was really apprehensive. I was digging like the you know the haunted house vibes, but I was apprehensive about how it would tie together. And like, right, the second it starts, the montage starts playing, and you get it. You're like, oh son of oh, a bitch! Like it just makes yeah. you smile because it's I like, didn't yeah, see it, it
2: coming. Th- Mm-mm. It was yeah, it was clever because I didn't see it coming. The way they tie in, like, I've always been interested, like, the way the Upside Down ties into Eleven and in her past. Uh, they're expl- they're showing a lot more answers this season. Like, they're answering mysteries from Season 1 and shit.
1: Like, yeah, the yeah, that's down, true. I really appreciate that. We find that. out that
2: the Upside Down is stuck on the day that Will disappeared. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Four years ago or whatever it is in-universe. Uh, yeah. There's going to be some explanation for that. Um, but does it make sense that Victor Creel's son would be like does that I was just thinking about this because like he's like a kid in the 50s and then yeah. he's like in his 20s or whatever
0: when he's so in it's the 1979 flashbacks. in the yeah. flashback so the oh, okay so it makes, is, so it seems is to tortured up. as a child or you know as is 11 is kills one or, or disintegrates him or whatever and creates yeah the, basically the entrance banishes to the... that other universe in 1979 so if right. he was a child in the 50s he'd be in his Early twenties, mid twenties, right around
1: twenty-nine. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that and was the so spell cast at seventh level. But um, yeah,
2: she banishes um. him into the upside down. <laughs> right, maybe creating the upside down. It's not super clear, but
1: at least opening the uh, portal to it. Yeah, the first gateway. Apparently, yeah, see, she's been repressing a little, this like, memory for me. Like,
0: yeah, I don't know. I'm, I, you know, that's I guess
1: ultimately. I'm sure like, they're where gonna you hope it's going to answer more.
2: yeah, and
0: we know there's going to be a season five.
2: It's going to be the last season we're gonna of this season
1: too so at the end of the show we'll do we, some predictions, yes. I guess but I think there'll yeah. be some yeah definitely some answers in the finales but uh we have more hill to run up you know is what we're saying like they, they have time to explain yeah. this stuff yeah yeah
2: but my other question about the flashbacks and I like the flashback stuff well enough the other thing that I was wondering about is the Chicago the Chicago x-men yeah, how do they tie in? in yeah they didn't show her sister eight right from season two that's uh they they sh- you see her in the one flashback with her mom, which was previously shot footage, but she's not in the new flashbacks
0: where you see all the kids. Right. So the There's only thing I can think is that she was gone before then. Yeah. Mm. Um, Cause you know, one was obviously like, Oh, you can't let that guy go. Like he's like inhibitor chip, the whole nine yards. The mm, other right. kids that she has that 11 has conflicts with um, are nine and 10. Yeah. So like, technically i guess you don't need it wasn't one of them two eight?
1: two was like the main
2: antagonist we thought until oh, oh, so yeah the it was two it was not one. eight
1: it was like two yeah. four, or nine i know for sure it was two and then maybe what maybe it could be like five nine ten i don't remember exactly it's just
2: weird that eight's not there maybe they couldn't get the, the actress or it would be too difficult to tie that in or something but or that's no one okay. liked the Chicago X Men. It is a plot
1: hole, but you know, who knows? <laughs> it
2: is. It kind of yeah. feels like they just forgot about that. Or but I do. Like, like, yeah, let's yeah. let people forget about
1: that. I, I guess, yeah, let's finish up. Like, Let's look at Elle's storyline because the point is, like, she lost her power. She has some anger issues. She ends up going back to Dr. Brenner to get her powers back reluctantly, but then she has to relive these traumatic memories. And they set it up like, oh, you potentially killed all of your fellow psychic children buddies. Right. Only that's to what we finally think. reveal that, no, she actually. You know, banished or killed Vecna, number one. one. Yeah, Yeah, so I thought that was good. And she's kind of on her own, you know, for a lot of this. She's with Mike and Will at the very beginning, but then she's just regaining her powers. And that's kind of her function of this show. And second half of the season, now she seems to be ready to rock.
2: We see her in California getting bullied at her new school. There's a
1: Carrie... And it's so homage, sad because she's lying about it. You know, it is yeah. heartbreaking,
0: you know, uh, fitting in these great. These kids, like, knock it out of the fucking park. Mm-hmm. Like, every single performance yeah. is so good. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, it's like, you know, she's having trouble
2: in a relationship with Mike. And Mike's like, why would you hide this from me? You know, you know, I get, I've been bullied too. So, like, why would you try to hide this from me? Mm-hmm. I think it's, yeah, it's really good stuff. And she feels powerless because she's literally lost her powers. Uh, and now she just, she used to be special and now she's just kind of a freak and she's not special in a good way. She's just an outsider.
1: Yeah. And she's having a hard time adjusting. She hits up with a skate. And so she has to go back to the government, um, gets in a little trouble. But the California come, side of this, I guess, superhero again. Yeah, yeah, let's look at California because I think that's the least yeah. important of the plot lines, right? It's like,
2: yeah, and the hopper yeah
1: that becomes more important later i think but pretty much the california side jonathan's got nothing to do i know um will they seem to be implying he has a crush on mike and he keeps carrying a painting but they never do anything with it maybe in the end we'll see what happens so that's a situation that kind of leads nowhere yeah Chekhov's painting um yeah yeah jonathan's doing nothing argyle's very entertaining but really, they're, they're not doing much this season. And Mike is invisible uh, to me, except for, like, why aren't we best friends, Will? Like, that's, that's the Mike whole point. Mike is a character So they're a little weak in this, is all I'm saying. California. Yeah. It's for interesting
2: Argo. because... Right. I think this show has become such an ensemble that so many of the supporting characters have become almost more important than what used to be the main characters, which is Mike and Eleven. Like, Luca, the some of the, group. like, the Hawkins stuff is the most interesting stuff about this. Yeah. And I think some of the characters, like Max, I think Max is, like, the most interesting character in this season. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but with I Mike, think. I feel like he got kind of underplayed. Even in season three, he's kind of written, like, he's kind of like a little ass hat for a lot of it, mm-hmm. right? He's, you know, he's going through puberty. And then even in the beginning of this season, he's kind of jerk. He's a jerk to Will. He's a jerk to 11. And then he kind of realizes that a couple episodes in, he has a little talk with will and they, you know, it seems like they're getting along better, but um, so I'm glad because it just seems like they don't really know what to do with Mike right now. So he, he's kind of shunted off to the side. He's
1: not even in the main Hawkins group. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel the same way. Yeah, about I mean, Jonathan, But what are your thoughts, Joe? Oh, yeah.
0: Same thing, Jonathan's literally like, you know, he's burnt out. That's that's the that's his his thing this season. He's and, like California stoner now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it kind of feels a little wasted. I love I feel like this season is the opposite of the reaction we had to some other uh previous seasons when they introduced new characters. I feel like mm-hmm. some of the other teenager characters they always try to bring in aren't as well received. And then this season you have yeah. Argyle for some people who I'm sure is his new favorite. And
1: then Eddie, who yeah. is everybody Eddie's great. Favorite. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wore well, I my uh, uh, <laughs> three quarter sleeve baseball <laughs> tee and my denim hellfire vest Club just for Eddie. Eddie. Yeah, hellfire. Club. But, uh, I love Eddie Munson.
2: No, Eddie's great, and he's different. Like, when they first introduce him, I'm like, uh, I'm not super into this guy. Uh, but he's less one-dimensional than at first you think so he's kind of more a complex character and I think that he has some preconceived notions about certain people like Steve where Steve was the preppy popular kid in school mm-hmm. and then he gets to know Steve more and he's like oh you're not like such a bad guy and that was Steve's whole arc is that he was like the bully villain in season one and now he's become a good, you know, guy. A
1: good guy even with Chrissy you see like oh the head cheerleader what's she got to deal with Eddie Munson for and then you see like in another world where the the 80s social, you know, right, breakfast cast system wasn't in place. Like, they could have probably been really good friends, you know, Eddie, Annie, and Chrissy. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's all, it's, it's a short, I, I wish she kind of was in the show more because just from those first couple scenes, I was like, I like this. Chrissy dynamic and then unfortunately you know she's the first victim but uh, Eddie's got some yeah. good stuff and with the satanic panic thing he's the leader of the Hellfire Club he's the D&D guy he's the outcast so right. when things start happening to see the way that gets rolled into yeah, Evil Dies Tonight and Eddie's kind of on the run you know it, it's a cool totally. way to bring him into the story uh, reluctantly he doesn't want to be there but it's part no. of it now yeah.
2: and you know what I was reading about the inspiration for him which was the West Memphis Three, Damian Eccles, and the West Memphis Three, hmm. which were three D and D playing kids who teens who were falsely accused of killing, you know, two kids. Huh. And uh, that was a big thing. You, you guys know about this? No, I've never West heard Memphis about three. that case. There's been documentaries made on it and stuff. Right. Uh, yeah so this is a real thing. You know, the satanic panic was obviously a big thing in the eighties and nineties even. Mm-hmm. Uh, and D and D was sort of seen as a scapegoat for like, Oh, you're communing with the devil and stuff. And so they thought, Oh, they, they sacrificed these kids for like a ritualistic sacrifice, but it turns out they were falsely accused. So right. huh. based on real stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I'm sure there was a lot of people fired up with the town mob mentality sort of thing, potentially, you know, totally, we, we, totally. we see that going on here. Um, I guess let's look at the other side of that, that character. I mean, I don't like, the actions of the character but i like the portrayal we're talking about the basketball captain kind of chrissy's boyfriend Mm. he's the one who does uh um tommy up the town let's say yes yeah
2: and i like the position that lucas is in at the beginning of the season where he's trying to he's on the basketball team he's trying to fit in with the the basketball kids but he also is still friends with his friends he's trying to like live in both worlds. And then he gets roped in this whole thing where they're looking for Eddie. He's like, shit. And you think, Oh, is he going to like betray his friends? And like, but he doesn't, he, it's all, you know, he ploy, and he kind of tricks them. So Lucas, good job. Yeah. And I like, I mean, I guess that's like the
0: the one criticism I would give this show is like, everybody does everything I'd want them to do. And I enjoy every minute of it. And I guess like, (laughs) you know, there's no bad people
2: like in the, in the main group of kids, they're all like good people. Right. Yeah.
0: Like Everybody has such a great moment in this show. It's amazing how they, they balance it.
2: Yeah. And why I think what's so strong about this now is the ensemble. And some yeah. of the characters that when they first introduced, I wasn't super into. They've really grown on me. Like Max, uh, Robin in season three was a great addition. I thought she was good in season three too, but she's good here. And she just fits into the core cast really well, I think
1: yeah yeah and i want to talk about it too because as joe said you know when they introduce new characters here it seems like we're kind of on board but like you know when i met max and billy i was not like that into it i thought max was like annoying and i didn't like billy i thought they didn't fit kind of the tone but now like in this season max is like the standout i've come around a full 180 i think this first arc of the season is entirely about her and her trauma right more or less and it's totally no she's this doing is, great work and yeah i really have come around on max after this first seven episodes
2: i think she's pretty much stolen this season in terms of like like i think sadie Sink, who plays max is like the best of all the kid actors like like you said joe all the act all the kid actors are good but i think That's she so like good. is the best one of all of them um yeah. she stole the lead I don't know.
0: character role the kid who plays with yeah. is really good too
1: yeah mm-hmm. um snaps
0: yeah. just I, I don't know they make like it's so believable they're so good at being these characters and just like the the quiet moments you know like where they're just having a conversation and like agreeing with each other or, or they are coming to realizations and it doesn't need to be written on the page because you can see it on their face like these kids are Terry totally. in that show mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah um, um- and so, that's like the Hawkins side. So, Hawkins, obviously, is where the Vecna murders are happening. Chrissy has trauma because her mom is always down on her because she's gaining weight or whatever. She wants her to be a perfect cheerleader. So, she has this abuse. Right. So, she gets picked up by Vecna. And then slowly, slowly, people, um, you know, the, the nerd kid's running around we'll with Nancy. Nancy's he has a yeah. secret. He was in a car accident. He didn't save the kid. You know, everyone's got a trauma. And then finally. Which, again, this, you know,
2: this reminds me, the themes in this. I mean, it's been done a lot in horror, obviously. But Mike Flanagan recently has has dealt with these themes a lot of like past trauma haunting you right oh yeah so it's reminded me a lot of midnight mass and uh the haunting shows um and obviously he's very inspired by stephen king as well so
0: today the uh, first poster for the midnight club dropped which is mike flanagan's next netflix Mm -hmm. project which comes out in october and it gave very big uh, Stand By Me, Stranger Things vibes in the poster. So sure. I am wow. excited to see kind of maybe his take on a on a show like this.
1: Yeah. But so it's through this, we find that trauma is what that's Vec- Vecna's window into your yeah. soul or your mind, I guess. So then he's trying. And every time he kills a victim, he can open a portal there. So the more portals he has, the more kind of bad shit he can bring in and start taking over our side. So that's his plot. He marks Max. And then now we know that Vecna was number one. So it's all tied in. It's been the whole thing. You know, he, not, he killed Crow. Yeah. yeah so. It's
2: all tied in. Uh, going back to season one, we find out more about the the upside down. And I think we'll find out even more in the next two episodes. Right. Uh, and I really like that they're answering some questions. Because so many shows will set up mysteries like Lost or something. <laughs> and then not answer a lot of their big mysteries. And I like that. And I don't know if they had the – obviously, I don't think they had this planned out when they were making season one uh, that would be insane. But um, I think they did a pretty well of tying everything together.
0: Did have you seen about the- this though? Um, mm-hmm. have you guys heard people talk about the clock in season one. No. Uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's been added in afterwards, you know, we've seen streamers mm-hmm. do that before to kind of make seasons more cohesive, but the very first time will disappears in season one, episode one, the same sound effect from the clock is her. Huh. Oh, uh, wow. So I don't know if it's, you know, maybe the sound effect was something that just like, oh, let's work that in. We could bring that back. Or or if they, you know, well, it's, it's interesting easy because enough to just go in there and slip and change a level, you know. Interesting, yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Basically, know, they are saying, like, Vecma, Vecna was there from the beginning, obviously, and mm-hmm. it kind of hinted that he killed Beth in season one, because we see Nancy is having visions now. Like, he she's next on vecna's list and Mm -hmm. she sees visions from season one when her friend beth died barb sorry that's
0: right yeah yeah justice 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 straight up you know we never forget a kill like he
1: yeah he knows right you don't see
2: what kills her like it happens sort of off screen so he's been around and like like they said like oh he's like the demogorgon is like a lieutenant in the mind flayer's army or whatever he's like a five-star general right yeah so he's sort of an underboss
0: of the mind flayer well, and yep. think about, like, how very obviously, right, he goes after people with trauma and, like, you know, Mike, you said that it's obvious Will has a, cr- a crush on Mike and we're getting there. But, like, that's been obvious oh, since wow. season one. Mm-hmm. Like, since season one in the very first, you know, introduction, Ryder Ryder's talking about how they used to, like, beat him up and then she whispers, you know, the, the F slur, like... Yeah, the kids mm-hmm. call him a fairy and kick him down And stuff like everything's right, right, been Really targeted and very clear That he's you know a, a little boy With you know sexual identity issues So of mm-hmm. course is gonna target Him out of the mm. group Of kids yeah. that were hanging out You know what I mean so like it all really Makes sense to me that they can tie this in and really put a nice bow on it if At they that point,
1: yeah. we'll know why was Will Byers chosen in the first place because he was already having trauma. He was an easy yeah. grab yeah, at that Yeah, that makes point. a lot of that sense. That makes a lot of sense, Joe. That's quite astute. Um, do we want to talk about the other kind of plot line that comes up here, which is the Hopper is a liar because we don't know it. Let's talk about the Russia thing and then we can kind of predict where this thing's going to go uh, on the wrap up. But we have Hopper. Yeah. He's alive in Russia. We all knew it because he was the yes. Red Guardian. You know, they turn him into the Red Guardian. He probably um, just, yeah, he just remembered his Russia, Russian for that.
2: From yeah, that. yeah. Cool. But he sends uh, a
1: doll to Joyce. And then uh, um, a little a little comedy mystery uh, spy action with uh, Murray is afoot.
0: Yeah. This stuff this works, you know, this yeah, works better for me than the California stuff. Mm-hmm. Totally. Hawkins, yeah. Russia, California.
1: It's more yeah.
2: entertaining, I think. Like Mike and Will and Jonathan and Argyle, they kind of they're just biding time, I think, until the, the finale when they're going to meet. Well, up now they're finally Hawkins.
1: driving to the same yeah, location and up as up yeah. the finale, where Eleven is. Yeah.
2: The Russia stuff and the stuff with uh Winona Ryder and Murray, I saw. I thought it was very entertaining. And maybe there's too much of it. And like maybe if you were looking to cut stuff, like you could have cut it down to maybe get the episodes to like an hour or something, but I'm not against the length that it is. Um, I thought it was entertaining enough. I mean, obviously the depiction of Soviet Union, it's, it's over the top, but it's, 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 I think done that way kind of purposely because it's following the sort of propaganda of the eighties, you know, the cold war, height of the cold war. Yeah, Um, I mean, that's in the
0: eighties, like Fucking Red Dawn was a movie we made that people adored. You know right? I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It right. makes sense, like given the context, the the cultural context. I you know, they left off with that. Star Drago. Court, too.
1: They have like yeah, a secret huh. mall base. I haven't, Dra- I haven't dragon up. Yeah, it's it's exactly yeah. that. Um, but I, I do think with at least the Joyce and Murray stuff, sometimes for me it was like there's like a little too much. Slapstick comedy here for like the yeah. seriousness of their mission. Like, I liked Murray actually <laughs> using his black belt, but after like the right. second or third time, you're like, we should be taking this a lot more seriously, like, because you'll get thrown well, in a gulag. All,
2: yeah, it's all kind of unbelievable if you think about it, but. It, it's all set in this heightened reality. Theirs is so like the most sense. comedy
1: than even Hawkins stuff, yeah. I think. Like yeah. Think oh, about
2: it. Yeah. They, get, they get kidnapped by this Russian guy. They're mm-hmm. on a plane. They hijack the plane, basically crash the plane. None of in them the are of seriously Russia. injured. Yeah. They just happen <laughs> to be right outside the town they need to be by. And then they go and they save Hopper. Uh, they do right the you know, Chewbacca thing. They just, oh, yeah, we're going to put <laughs> shackles on you. We're going to walk right into prison. No yeah. problem. <laughs> but to me, the, the coolest thing about this plotline was probably... I really liked Hopper in the prison. Hopper Him, in scenes, the prison.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, his scenes with the guard Jack and Hagar from Game of Thrones. If you don't know, ah, same the actor. faceless
1: man or whatever, the
2: faceless man. Uh, I really like that actor in this role too. Like he's very charismatic, and I thought they had great scenes together. And when Hopper has that monologue where he's talking about being in Vietnam and like mixing the. The uh, things of Agent Orange and everything Orange, like that—that yeah. was incredible. That's what like, he thinks he lost
1: his daughter. Was that you know? It's like yeah, a, it's crazy. Like the birth
2: defects and shit, and then like he kind of basically come to the conclusion that you know anyone he loves in his life he just hurts. So like he's like a curse to other people. Like that's some dark Man. shit.
1: Yeah, and yeah. that whole monologue he gives, drunken about the you know we're not here to fight it, we're just here to feed it. You know, and it's like yeah, yeah. that's and an amazing the of the scene. Hunt. Yeah. yeah, he's in a cell up, but David Harbour, man, and he's, you know, we're talking about looking away. We watched The Boys, not going to talk about that. A couple times I looked away, but in this show, when he's got to get the thing off his ankle, I'm like, I am not looking mm. at the TV right now. Uh, he, he, he does some crazy stuff, Hopper, man, well, I'll give you credit. I think
0: about this too. Since season three, he has been Hellboy and the Red Guardian, and now we're in season wow. four. Like, that, those were the yeah. roles that he booked and filmed and were done before just season really four. really loves... Playing roles wow. in
1: Russian prisons.
0: Yeah.
1: These two. Of them. Basically. Did, did Hellboy go to Russian prison? But yeah, it's, <laughs> he does the most. I, I think Joyce and Murray is comedic relief, but Hopper, they are really like, he's going through some shit. Like, he's got to survive. He's got to skip by by the skin of his teeth. And I, I think that you stuff works. You
0: don't find him. That guy is tortured. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. That's what's crazy about Vecna is, yeah, the army can come Quite easily. I mean, he could go after the high school basketball guy. Because I, I liked when basketball man, He's he actually just thinks his girlfriend got killed. And he actually loved her. Like, it's not like, oh, I just want to, like, frick her. Yeah, you he, know? Has like, motivations. he actually felt right. like a loss. He walked into the woods and, like, cried out. Like, a, a raw emotion. Yeah. Like, he's not bullshitting. And he's just blame, confused. I don't really blame people for thinking it was Eddie Munson because...
2: If you don't know she about the upside down, yeah.
1: <laughs> like yeah. he's, he's the most obvious suspect, uh, and so of and course he's he he, his trailer. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's like anybody yeah. else who doesn't know about the upside down, like it's got to be him. Yeah, duh, you know. So right. You, so you I wonder how they're motivation. gonna.
2: You know, I wonder how he's going to get away with not being wanted for murder at the end of this. Like, how they're going to explain that to the police and everything. But
1: who said he um, will, man? Who said he yeah. will? Time will yeah, okay. just be on the road. Let's go, Eddie. I really want to survive. But uh, yeah, you know what? Maybe that's a good time. Do we want to transition to kind of? We'll go to predictions for where we think we're going to go, and then final thoughts. I think we've kind of covered yeah. the uh, the gist of Stranger Things season four. We'll catch you. We're gonna come. We're going to come up through the, the bedroom, get the mattress down there. We're going to climb up and flip back down. It looks like fun. Hopefully Vecna doesn't grab nice. us. We'll catch you in a minute. back ah my back uh that mattress isn't as um thick as it seemed like from above i guess um we're here talking our kind of uh, predictions for the second half of stranger things season four and uh then maybe where season five will be going so so i mean joe where we have two more big big episodes you had a really good theory about uh the will and you know the clock and that tie-in but where do you think it's going to go just uh, any any of your theories for the rest of the season
0: i, I- I don't know where we're going to go for the last two episodes here. I mean, like, the whole party's got to get together at the end of the penultimate, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, everyone's got to be together, at least for the getting into the finale, I would hope. Um, and I That's would assume if how we're going to lose somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah,
2: could be a big death. Could be Hopper. <sighs> uh, do you think, you know, one of the kids will die? I, I don't know possible i think anybody's on I mean, the table killed
0: a ton of these teens and kids so i think anything is yeah, but all on the table
2: side characters mainly no one from the main ensemble of kids as we know it now um maybe you know maybe steve dies you know they're building up steve a lot as like this great guy in this season and they're really uh, trying to ship this whole nancy. Thing with him and nancy yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, Jonathan's in a different state. Who cares? You know, what about, you know, Steve and Nancy?
0: But, uh... And at this point, like, I'll be honest. I mean, like, if Eddie or Argyle died, I would consider them, like, part of the main ensemble, even though we just met them, you know? Yeah,
1: I mean, Eddie's been through the upside down at this point. I consider Eddie one of them. Um, I think
0: thematically,
2: I don't think they should kill uh, Eddie. I think the most sense... If you're going to kill a big character, I think it would be... Steve would be a good option, uh, I don't know. It'd be hard to kill any of these characters. I think me. like I would be very right. Emotional. I do
0: think Um, <clears throat> here, here's my, my wild pitch. I do think Eddie will go to jail. Uh, mm-hmm. I do think that there's no, he is going to get blamed for it and he is going to go to yeah. jail. And like, remember this show takes place. Please remember it's the summer of 1986 right now. The current year is 2022. No one right. said we have to stay with like where we are right this second. You know what I mean? Like, We've now seen Victor in jail for many, many a year for something mm. that he didn't do, but like it's just been blamed on him. So I wouldn't be surprised to see like, oh, it's season five, Eddie's actually in jail, and like they just visit him sometimes or something like that.
1: The season of in the Witcher now you just jump whenever to Stranger Things the anthologies. So let's have a loose thread. Yeah. Um, I think uh, with
2: Eddie, if he doesn't end up in jail, he might end up just on the run, and maybe you know you know, 11 has been on the run before. Maybe he'll go live with the buyers in California or
1: something. Hmm. Um, the way I look at it, I mean, I think anybody's on the table, anybody and everybody, because even the main kids, you know, they're all getting older. They all want to do different things with their careers. Like who knows what they got in the pipeline, whether they want to come back after four or five, you know, at, at any time. Uh, I think they're all on the true. table for Ghostbusters 2. Who well, knows? They have said- <laughs> you know, yeah, they have said, you know,
2: the Duffer brothers have said season 5 is the last season. Yeah. So they must have some idea how they want to wrap everything up. Um, I was reading a little bit about the making of the season and they said this season is our Game of Thrones season. And I think what they meant by that is like there's a lot of mythology tying together, a lot of kind of questions being answered or like the and upside a lot down of travel being taking a more. long time.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Realistic (laughs) travel. Very D&D, by the way. Classic Um, D&D. Travel takes a long time in game. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I like that shot when when the kids are on the bikes in the real world and then the older kids are on the bikes in the uh, upside down. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. That's super cool.
1: Yeah. That is great.
2: Yeah. Um, But but yeah, I think we're going to get a lot. We're going to find out a lot more tangible stuff about the upside down and Eleven's kind of connection to that and stuff. I think ultimately, obviously it'll end up with 11 coming back to Hawkins, uh, probably Mike and will, and then we'll, we'll kind of pick her up. She'll have her powers back. They confront Vecna, blah, blah, blah. There's a big confrontation.
1: Mm-hmm. And we'll see where it I takes think that's out. kind of
2: how the finale will go.
1: Yeah. I do want to touch on, um, cause I haven't even seen this notice in other reviews, but people are talking about how Vecna, you know, he, he likes spiders, you know, and he would always collect spiders. Mm-hmm. And obviously the mind flayer looks yeah. like a big ass spider in this show. So it's kind of a, right. appropriate that he's like, "heck yeah, I will work for the evil spider," you know, like, <laughs> the giant spider. Yeah, right. Also,
0: yeah, that—that's one thing that, like, I the guess mine player's still out bit. there. There's a point where, there, well, there's a, problem, well, a point where Steve like reaches into like you know the floorboards and pulls out a jar of black widows, mm-hmm. and it's just like, huh, nothing weird about that, and then just like goes about his business. <laughs> Like, that's not a normal thing to find in the spooky haunted house. Maybe not just they've seen
1: so much spooky, horrible shit that it's... And
0: and I like how
2: in the visions in the beginning, you see, like, they have visions of spiders. You see the clock, obviously. You see that rose stained glass on the front door. Mm -hmm. All of it ties back into the house. Um, Just some really cool uh, visuals. Yeah,
1: but we do need to, I guess, getting into, yeah, five, it's like... Mind Flayer is still out there cuz obviously Vecna works for him, right? So then that yeah. all of that needs to come back and get resolved somehow. Who knows? It's like it's a they're going to need basically, you know, in D&D you get to level 20 where you're like god level and you can defeat gods. Like Eleven just got very leveled up. Uh, with her wizard stats, yeah. we just saw Steve. He did a one-level multi-class into barbarian for this, uh, <laughs> you know, thing. So, it's like right. I, Lucas has been raising his athletics uh, proficiency. So, like, who knows what's going <laughs> right. to happen. They have been getting better, except maybe Mike. I don't think he's doing any training. But, um, you know. He's yeah, well, setting. I think
2: it's all. It's going to be an all-out war of the upside down in Season mm-hmm. 5. And, actually, another thing Duffer Brothers said is that, for these I guess these last two episodes, or even the last episode, I can't remember exactly what they said, but they said there's more VFX shots in like that episode than all of like the earlier seasons, oh, basically. Wow. So they're going all out with with and obviously these this show has a huge budget now. Like I think it's like thirty million an episode this season. Incredible. Um so I think there's gonna be a big battle scene in the finale. And I think season five is gonna be very uh like action heavy because they're kind of dealing with the
0: upside down more tangibly now. Yeah. The most exciting thing that the Duffer brothers have said is that the, the wait between season four and five will not be as long as between. Right. That's good to know. Three and four. They have already outlined the next season, which puts them ahead of where they were uh, when they were at this point in the process last time. So nice. And obviously they had, have to look forward uh, to at least.
2: Yeah. They had some complications due to, this little thing called COVID that happened in 2020. They started shooting in February 2020, so not great timing oh, for no. that. Uh, they had to stop obviously in March 2020. They picked up shooting again in beginning of 2021. Then there was more COVID. They had to stop again, and then they finally finished in September of 2021. So they were basically shooting this for like two and a half years.
1: I wonder uh, if that has to do with is crazy that. You- Kind of the fractured storylines like 11 and a lot of this. It's like a bottle episode. Like like there's several times where characters are kind of in a bottle episode. I wonder if that's also a result of.
2: They're also doing a a thing with 11 where they use effects to make her look younger sometimes in the flashbacks. Like she'll flashback and you'll see a younger version Mm -hmm. of her, which I think look
1: pretty
0: good. Right. They use it sparingly enough
1: to explain uh, the idea to you. They don't it doesn't overstay. Otherwise, it would be weirder, I think.
0: It overstays a little for me just a bit i think you could have if you could have just done it in reflections and that's it and it's yeah. just like maybe five or six shots too many man. i prefer it's not like to she's that much older yeah um,
2: and with the with her short haircut and like just hospital gown it's like pretty easy to make her just look a little bit younger and i thought that the uh demogorgon fight scene also looked uh
1: really good effect that thing wise. is terrifying man by the way oh I yeah. Loved it. yeah just seeing it unleash on like ten freaking dudes It was like
2: yeah that was nuts that's a major that was like the biggest (laughs) yeah that had to be like the most a most expensive like effect shot that they've done so far Mm -hmm.
1: um but yeah i think there's a lot of good stuff to look forward to any any other kind of final thoughts uh before i give you guys one more question it's a random question i just thought of but any other final thoughts here on stranger things
0: i'm just glad it's back man yeah like i'm i really hope um that it can maybe stand the test of more than a few weeks in terms of time goes, Mm -hmm. I think it will. And I think Kate Bush is a big part of that. You know, I think Mm -hmm. uh, that trending sound is going to make it stick around. And uh, I mean, I know when this drops 4th of July weekend, I'm definitely going to be super excited to watch those two episodes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I've been really
2: happy with this season. Like I said, I think it's the best since the first season. And I don't know, you know, why people love to hate on this show so much. I think it's very enjoyable. Uh,
1: and I'm excited to see more. Gotcha, gotcha. I guess we'll have to see if other streaming services decide that they need to have also a trending needle drop with every release. And they're all going to be just trying to buy up any nostalgic songs.
2: Right. Uh, well, I feel like this show has done that before, not to such an extent, but they've had the 80s needle drops. Right. Uh, you know, in previous seasons. Cool summer.
0: Season they had that great like remix. A like cool like- summer. Mm. it's the stuff that you know fear street was doing really mm-hmm. well But i feel like they're yeah. you know kind of they were like doctor brothers this was the stuff that really helped us stick and i know. like
2: uh past the duchy that's
0: my song. oh
1: yeah they did pass the duchy as well but <laughs> all right so here's my i, I want to give you guys a stranger things character and i'll just do a couple off the top yeah. of my head and so i'll bounce back and forth and i want you to tell me what class they are in and D mm. party all right so joe i'm gonna start okay. with you yeah what class would hopper be do you think? Rogue. Rogue? Hopper's rogue for you. Jacob, rogue. what do you think? I would say, like, barbarian. I'm saying paladin because he has a badge. He stands okay. up for justice, right? And he defeats evil. He, he has a. I was just thinking about his. Yeah, that's true. I just think about his fighting style. He's a melee he like guy. <laughs>
0: hulks out. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. who knows? It's yeah, but he's also, like, sneaking into places. It's true. It's yeah. That's true. Right?
1: Yeah. yeah. He's probably multi-classing then, so it is up for debate. Multi-class, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. So we know we know 11's the wizard, right? Um,. Hmm. I mean, does Dustin have a class at this point anymore? I don't think he does. He's like the... Uh, right? I don't know. He's
2: like the scientist. What would be the... Like, he's like a... He's good with gadgets and stuff. I don't know what that would be
0: in a d and Like an setting. artificer? I mean,
1: he's, yeah. He's, he's, he's a guy in the chair. He's a guy in the chair. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know Lucas was the ranger originally because he had the slingshot. And mm-hmm. He does shoot the basketball long range, so I guess he's still a ranger. There you go. Yeah, we did it. Okay. Uh, Max Will was a wizard, a I think,
0: right? Who? What's that? I said Max is obviously a Zoomer. She's a
1: Zoomer. Yeah, my favorite D&D class. Yeah, she's a Zoomer. <laughs> yeah. um, let's do one of the new characters then. Just wrap it up. What do we think Eddie Munson would be? He talks frequently about running away. I think he's a rogue. Mm.
0: He, he's a bard. Oh, I mean
1: he's, he's a, bard. He a bard. He
2: guitar, right? That's true. Yeah, he's, he is a yeah. bard. He's a rocker.
0: Man, and he's a storyteller at heart. I mean, he's the he's the, the dungeon master. The I feel like dungeon masters are typically bards, and he's kind of flirtatious with
1: some of the ladies. Like he's just very gentlemanly. He's not like being overly forward, uh, but he's just very, um, yes, yeah, he's charming, right? So, yeah. that's I mean, what, we watch him, you know, rock out though. Like he does the rock that's, out. That's very so. He's the bard. No, I like that a lot. All right. Well, that, I guess that's it for the D and D quiz. And for the record, I must say when they are fighting Vecna um, at the table, like rolling the dice. D and D has never been filmed more cinematically than in that sequence. Mm. Like that was very well uh, done. Um, yeah, epic dice rolling shots to kind of parallel uh, where the finale might go. So, because they do uh, all then, fail except for one single character in the, in the on the tabletop. Mm. We'll see if that's uh, replicated when they face back and do all fail but one nat twenty to finally save right. the day.
2: And that'll be eleven. Yeah. Maybe. Um, maybe they roll. 11, no, it's going to be Lucas's sister.
1: Uh, She's going to do it.
2: I I just want to say I identify with Lucas in the beginning of the season because I I too like him. Like basketball and D and D, and I think it's perfectly valid oh, to like both. are and you were super cool and popular. <laughs> yeah, hey, no, I'm just shot saying, like, basket, I that feel stuff. bad for him because he's the D and D people kind of look down on the sports people. Like, not only do the popular kids look down on the the freaks and geeks, the freaks and geeks look down on the popular kids because they don't they see him as like conformists. They don't want to be like mm-hmm. that. Like it's Eddie Munson,
0: lonely to be a teenager.
1: Yeah. They yeah, capture that very well. They do.
2: Yes. And that's not just something that happened in the 80s. It's something that happened when I was in high school. It's probably still doesn't happening. It
1: doesn't happen today, only so. in Illinois. It happens in California. You know what I mean? In Ohio. Can't escape yeah, it, It's yeah. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Even but in the gulags. It's perfectly valid to like both. <laughs> yeah, there's bullying in the gulags too. No. Everyone's got to click. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but yeah. yeah, Stranger Things 4. Really, I Good think show. they came out swinging. You know? I like that they bring up little things for Steve about being the babysitter. And he always picks up something to swing around you know it's like
2: yeah he's always grabbing whatever's close
1: by yeah yeah they they, they kind of lean into some of that so i I think that's very i also
2: really like uh steve's arc this season which is basically him wanting to like find a girlfriend but um, you know, obviously Robin. Well, it's would like him be and Robin, that- perfect for him. If, if she was, you know, wasn't gay, but it uh, just, you know, they're great platonic friends. And then Nancy, he is you know, obviously a connection with her, but she has a boyfriend, so it's like he's never finding the right person for him. And I hope he does. You know, and for Justice Robin too. For
1: I so, hope Steve finds love. <laughs> they're in parallel. Yeah yeah. In a, yeah, yeah. I, mean,
0: Robin better kiss a girl by the end of it, and we Man. better get some. Yeah, the girl from band understanding, band. understanding on uh, what Will's sexuality is, or. At least acknowledgement to it. I like, think they've kind yeah, of kept
2: it ambiguous because you could also read his troubles with Mike in the beginning as just like, oh, my friends aren't into his, like, hanging out with the the, with the boys as much as they used to because they that have That could also be him I mean, not, not understanding his own emotions. She says,
0: you know, Will's been working on this painting for someone he has a crush on. He brings the painting to the airport, Dog. I don't mm-hmm. think they were going
1: to school afterwards. Like. At that point, I hear him say about... I didn't hear that. Eleven says that in her little letter. He I art. think he likes somebody. No, okay. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, so we'll, we'll see that, where man. that goes. I'm sure I'm sure it'll pay off um, one way or another um, if they continue writing as strongly as they have been. But hey, good job, Duffer Brothers. He came back three years later. Don't call it a comeback. They took criticisms of well,
2: season two and three mm-hmm. and kind of took them to heart and uh made a better season so good job
1: yeah yeah they, they definitely did roll that net 20 so thanks normies for uh coming along uh with us uh for strangers things season four so we're gonna hop on our bicycles and cruise on out here go rescue colin yeah i know. upside down he's trapped <laughs> there i'm gonna go through the water gate uh, or The trailers have all been broken <laughs> <laughs> oh no
2: we're, yeah, we're going to play his
1: favorite song. What's his favorite song? What would get him out of there? We need to figure this out mm, real quick. That's a good question. The st- I hope it's not Running Up That Hill by Kate Bush. It's the uh, <laughs> Star Trek The Next Generation theme song. <laughs> Obviously. Classic. But okay, so thank you, Normies, again for uh, listening or watching on YouTube. Again, check us out, Normies, underscore like, underscore us. Uh, check out the YouTube Jacob's doing the videos. And uh, you tell us what you thought of Stranger Things Season 2, what your favorite character is, and um, what class you think the characters would be in D&D. How about that? That's fun. Uh, otherwise, thanks for uh, riding with us. Uh, this has been uh, the Mike Flayer.
0: Gulag Joe. <laughs> Black belt. This
1: is Jakena, the Dark Wizard. Ah, uh, yes. Look out for the claw. Have a good one, everybody. Bye. A
0: claw. <laughs>
1: claw. Keep running uphill.
0: Uh, bad Romance. Bad Romance is the song I would play to save Colin from Vecna, mm. by the way.